happy Friday and welcome into another edition of your favorite podcast, Burgers and Brats. Got a lot to break down in the sports world. We just finished the divisional round in the NFL playoffs. We are now looking forward to the NFL Conference Championship weekend. We have only three games left of the season in the NFL. Man, what a good season that was. Let's hope these three games are just incredible. We got Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan to go back to the Los Angeles Chargers. We've got other head coaching news in the NFL and the NBA. And then also the 2024 All-Star Starters were announced for the NBA and just so much more. But before we get started, make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, anywhere. You get your podcast at Burgers and Brats. And stay up to date with Lay Suits on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. And check out live uh, every Thursday, millions.co at Burgers and Brats. So let's first start. I will break down what happened in the NFL and make my picks for this weekend uh, coming up. Uh, great weekend last week, I think. Uh, went 4 uh, and 1 or however many games, but only. Uh, only lost one game uh, past this past weekend, so pretty good overall. But uh, let, let's start with the big news. Jim Harbaugh uh, leaving Michigan, which uh, pretty expected. Took a few interview jobs uh, for some of the other teams in the NFL, but ultimately decided on the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, that was really the heavy favorite, kind of who I was leaning towards to land him. And I think it's a great move. I mean, you get to go, go from quarterbacking J.J. McCarthy to Justin Herbert, and they've got a solid team out in Los Angeles, just uh, kind of choking in the playoffs, kind of choking, getting to, um, I mean, should have been a good year this year, didn't do good with Brandon Staley, but I think with the right head coach, uh, they can definitely make some noise, and uh, Jim Harbaugh is a really good coach, he obviously has NFL practice, took a team to a Super Bowl, took the 49ers to the Super Bowl, and this is a pretty good Los Angeles Chargers team, needed a lot of help on defense, but... Uh, Jim Harbaugh can definitely do that. Uh, he did play the NFL with the Chargers. Uh, Chargers, I mean, cheap buyout. They only have to pay $1.5 million to to the University of Michigan to get Harbaugh out of his contract. That is a really, really good deal uh, for the, the Chargers to get him. And the Chargers do sign him for a five-year deal, which, I mean, yeah, that's good. Uh, you can afford, I mean, at least two years. Uh, you should have at least close to a 500 record, probably a winning record, and then uh, five years isn't too long in the NFL paying-wise. Uh, paying uh, NCAA is still investigating Michigan, so we'll see how that plays out now that Harbaugh's gone, but uh, Michigan is granting immunity to Harbaugh uh, now that he is gone, so I still expect some uh, NCAA to hand down some punishments and Kind of, not, maybe not the hammer now that Harbaugh's gone, but still, uh, Michigan should be fined, punished for the cheating scandal uh, and all that that happened this past season. But uh, definitely, definitely big that Jim Harbaugh is leaving college and going to the Chargers. I think the, I think Michigan is going to take a step down. I do really like who they should hire, um, but uh, Michigan does have to post that job. According to the state laws, you have to post. Uh, that job to the job fair board and wait seven full days till you fill the position. But uh, Michigan will make the right hire. But still a big loss for Jim uh, for Michigan losing Jim Harbaugh, who is a hell of a coach. And I think the Chargers, 
are lucky to get Jim Harbaugh. Don't know if they go to the Super Bowl, but I definitely think they make some noise in a crowded, uh, should be good, should be pretty good AFC West and obviously a really good AFC next year. So Jim Harbaugh heading to the Los Angeles Chargers. Let me know what you guys think of that move. Uh, some also some also some other NFL news. The Falcons hire Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris as their head coach. Uh, solid pickup. Really, I really am surprised that Bill Belichick is not going to be head coach of the Falcons, though. But uh, I think it's because the Falcons do get to keep their uh, GM, and I don't. I think Bill Belichick would have got rid of him. But uh, I do like I, I do like this hire. I think uh, they've been pretty solid. Uh, I mean, the last few years now for the Rams and Raheem Morris. I, I think it will do good in Atlanta. I probably maybe get another quarterback. Uh, see what the trade market value is especially for Ritter, but you do have some solid pieces around, and uh, I think, not Bill Belichick, legendary Bill Belichick, but I think good hire nonetheless. And then uh, Panthers hire uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers OC Dave Canalysis as their head coach. Canalysis, I mean, a really good year this year with the Bucs, uh, with Baker Mayfield, who a lot of people uh, thought his career was pretty much done, and this Tampa Bay team would be nothing with the loss of Tom Brady, but not put up some points not not top they weren't even top middle in offensive category but uh did score points when they needed to in some big time games so young young position uh young coordinator really young head coach and uh who knows i mean uh, we'll see usually these offense coordinator minds are uh, work pretty well uh, as and when they get head coaching gigs but uh, really wasn't a terrific offense, wasn't a great offense, but still put up some points with Baker Mayfield, and uh, they do they have a lot of weapons in Tampa, so we'll see if he can translate that to the Panthers, who need a lot of help in every single position. So, uh, first-timer head coach, and uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, some teams getting their head coaches this week, so it's going to be exciting next year in the NFL to see how these teams do. Can't get worse for uh, some of these teams, honestly. Now, in the NBA, um, the Bucks surprising move. I mean, very, very surprising move, kind of just out of left field. Uh, they decided to fire Adrian Griffin in his first year in his contract. And they, they got Damian Lillard. They still got Giannis. They trade away Drew and, and some key pieces. But, I mean, I, I don't understand this because Adrian was 30-13, and, 30, 30 and 13, second in the East, they were first in offense, second in points per game, second in three-pointers made, and third in field goal percentage. So this team was really good. I mean, they're only behind the Boston Celtics in the East, and it, this team was pretty much rolling. I mean, Damian Lillard's still kind of uh, breaking in and everything, but it, this move really surprises me. Uh, First-year head coach with 30-13, and 13, second in the East, and... You have all you have Giannis with you, so I mean he's gonna carry you at least to the second round, uh, no matter what. And he seemed involved, and uh, I, I'm just a little. I mean everyone was surprised by this move, especially uh, not even 24 hours later. Uh, we thought that night it was reported that Doc Rivers was going to be the head coach of the Bucks now, and he is the head coach of the Bucks now. But that that was just a surprising move to go get. I mean you have a first year coach who I mean or not a first year coach, but. You got a coach in his first year in Milwaukee and who's been doing pretty good. And you get Doc Rivers, who has the most 
I mean, 3-1 blown leads, most blown leads in playoff series in history, and uh, a guy who can't get over into the championships anymore. Uh, it, it was a really surprising move uh, to a lot of us. I don't know what happened in that locker room. That locker room must have been super divided or uh, just didn't know what he was doing. And why can this happen in Milwaukee but not in L.A.? Why is Darvin Ham Sandwich still a coach for the Lakers? Why, why can't they fire a head coach in the middle of the year? Uh, they're doing worse than the Bucks. So, uh, very surprising news out of Milwaukee. Hiring Doc Rivers and firing Adrian Griffin uh, in his first year there. Uh, some other news around the league. Uh, Embiid dropped 70 points this week. 70. And then later that night, Cat Carnot Anthony Towns dropped 62. So that was a fun night in the NBA, watching... Uh, these offenses and these uh, stars just drop buckets. And Cat didn't even play in crunch time in this game. Didn't play a bunch of the fourth quarter. He was sitting. And he still managed to drop that many points. So uh, that was fun watching those two uh, score that many points in those games. Uh, we, lo- we love seeing it. Ho- hopefully we can get some more points like that uh, this season. So maybe we can get some more 70 burgers. That That's always awesome to see on the stat sheet. Stat sheet. And B is definitely making his case stronger to win back-to-back MVPs. It's first time in a decade, first time since 2014, the Oklahoma City Thunder are the number one seed this late into the season. 2014, guys. It's been 10 years since KD, Russ were a number one seed in Oklahoma City. OKC, party like it's 2014. This young team is looking really good. They are looking phenomenal. Look out for them. They could they could make a playoff run. I mean, it's a young, inexperienced team, but they got stars on every position, on the bench, and they're very young, and they can make a run. They look really good. Uh, the Wizards fired their head coach, Wes Unsell, Unsell Jr., and moved him to a front office position. Uh, the 2024 uh, All-Star starters were just announced, and... Not really any surprises uh, starting in the East. Uh, you do have Dame Lillard, Tyrese Halliburton, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. So, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe maybe not put Dame or maybe where's Jimmy. You can make a case for some other guys around the league, but those are your 2024 East All-Star starters. And then in the West, I mean, the... Like I'm saying, this young team that can definitely make some noise. Shea Gildas Alexander is a starter for the West. And then you have Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Nikola Jokic. What a West. I I like that West team a lot. I mean, you put every single one of these guys in their prime, ooh, ooh, they, they go on 82-0. That, that team is cold. really like that team. This is LeBron's 20th. All-Star Game nomination and appearance. 20th. He now passed Bill Russell for the most All-Star nods in history. 20 years of LeBron James in the All-Star Game. Crazy. Crazy stuff right there. And then on the other end, uh, the first time since 2013 that a healthy Steph Curry is not an All-Star starter. First time in over a decade there. So those are your All-Star starters for the East and the West, should be should be a great game. We'll know we'll know the uh, reserves later and everything, but should be a fun fun 
All-Star. I mean, All-Star Weekend, uh, NBA does it really good. I really like what the NBA does for their All-Star uh, Weekend. I mean, three-pointer skills challenge and uh, three-point dunk contest and the All-Star game itself are just phenomenal, very well run for the NBA, one of the best in all of pro sports. All right, and then in golf, we got the Farmers Insurance Open going on in California. They just finished up at La Quinta in California this past weekend, where amateur Nick Dunlap won the PJ West. Uh, first time an amateur has won in 33 years. So it's been a long time since that happened. He did withdraw from the Farmers Insurance this weekend, just kind of celebrate uh, his win. But uh, crazy that Nick Dunlap, I mean, he owned. He owned Sunday. It looked really good. I mean, I mean it was a close race, but for an amateur to win, very, very impressive. So, yeah, got his PJ Tour card and see if he can make some more noise in the coming weeks. But uh, in the Farmers Insurance Open, uh, you got leader with uh, Steven Yeager at 12 under, and then uh, Nikolay Hojgaard from uh, Denmark, second under, Thomas Dietrich, third, 10 under, and then. You got uh, Matthew Pavon at tied for third with 10 under. So tell me if you've even heard of those guys. Uh, we're going The tour is getting crowded with some names we have never heard of. And it, in the next few years, we are not really going to know this leaderboard. I mean, the, the first name we recognize is Tony Fino at tied for fifth at nine under. So, I mean, with the PGA getting diversive, and we are going, we are going to get a lot of brand-new young players uh, they're gonna make some noise this season. I mean, this is the second major, or second major tournament of the year. So uh, be prepared for, to learn some new names this year, especially from these other countries. Uh, some of these other big names, uh, we got Xander tied for tenth at seven under. Hideki tied for tenth, and then um, really not not a great weekend or. First two days for these major guys. Patrick Cantley, who had a big lead on day one, or in the lead for day one. He is tied for 23rd at six under. We got Cameron Young, tied for 36th at five under. Shane Lowry as well. Max Homa, tied for 50th at four under. So some of these big names are not playing that well this weekend, but uh, starting on Wednesday. So uh, they'll, they'll kick it into gear now that it's uh, Friday. And then Saturday. So, uh, some good names in golf. Should be a fun insurance open at Torrey Pines in California. All right, before we move on to breaking down the divisional round last week, let's go into On This Day in History. 1894, the first college basketball game. University of Chicago defeats Chicago YMCA 19-11. to That is that is not a game you want to watch today's day. You, you don't want to watch that defensive battle. You, you want some points. So 19 to 11 in 1894, the first college or first college basketball game. 1945, the Soviet troops liberate Auschwitz and Birkenau. 1986, uh, the space shuttle Challenger exploded 73 seconds after liftoff, killing all seven on board. And then we got happy birthday, Paul Newman, uh, one of the greatest actors of all time. Eddie Van Halen, Wayne Gretzky, and Wolfgang Mozart. That's on this day in history, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. 
Check them out, HefnerEyeCare.com. Go get your contacts, glasses, new shades uh, located at HefnerEyeCare.com. Uh, they got the virtual try-on, so you can try it on from the comfort of your own home. All right, divisional round this past weekend. Um, I mean, I went 3-1 and one this past weekend, and it, a little, not, not really surprised by some of these games. I thought... I thought the Texans could keep it closer for longer. I, I knew it'd be a closer game. I, I didn't expect the Texans just to be shut out at the at, after halftime. Uh, Ravens just ended CJ and the Texans as soon as as soon as halftime ended. Ravens took over and showed why they were the number one seed. Uh, both teams tied at ten points at the half. Lamar and Baltimore scoring twenty four. CJ and the Texans scoring zero points in the second half. And Baltimore and Lamar kind of ended that playoff stigma. They've got one more game to go to really end it and put it to a put it to bed that they can't win in the playoffs. That Lamar can't win in the playoffs. Uh, and, and it does help to have a really good defense like they did. The, the defense shut down C.J. Stroud, nineteen of thirty-three, one hundred and seventy-five yards, zero touchdowns on the day. Uh, Lamar, I mean, only sixteen of twenty-two, hundred fifty-two yards. With but two touchdowns through the air, and eleven attempts for one hundred rushing yards and two touchdowns, it's hard to stop this man. He can do it all. He can run. He can pass. Uh, it, it's hard. I uh, get him for a sack, and no, he's turning it into a twenty-yard gain, and that's going to be tough for the Chiefs to stop this weekend. Uh, Texas only thirty-eight rushing yards on the game. This is a Texans team that was really good running the ball. I mean, Singletary was. Had a ton of rushing yards on the season. I think, believe, close to a thousand yard rusher on the year, uh, getting right to that mark. But only 38 rushing yards, really good. Baltimore, on the other hand, 229 rushing yards against a solid Texan defense. I, I do think this defense is legit, but they cannot start off slow uh, offensively like they did last week versus the Chiefs this week because Chiefs will punish them uh, with with Patrick Mahomes in this offense. Uh, Baltimore, uh, it, it was the main. The main thing you can also say is that it, the time possession was a main killer for the Texans. I, I mean, you, you had no rushing yards, you had no passing yards, but you only had the ball for 22 minutes. Well, Baltimore had the ball for 37 minutes. That is a huge gap, huge. Uh, if you want to win, you gotta have the ball longer. And I mean, we don't get that many possessions. You have to make them count, and Texans just didn't in the second half. Uh, Baltimore also had 20 more plays than them. Uh, they just ran the heck out of the rock and kept the penalties low. Only three penalties for 15 yards. So that that's that's how you win games. You run the ball, wear out the defense, don't have any penalties. And if you do, make them five yarders. I think the Ravens are the new favorite to win the Super Bowl uh, just with how they shut down, shut down CJ this weekend. I, I am impressed by the Houston Texans this year. I do think they'll be back. Windows do close fast in the NFL, but I do believe this Texans team with D'Amico Ryans, C.J. Stroud, and all these other pretty solid receiving core and running game with, around them is is going to be set for the future. Uh, no, it's not how you want it to end, but no one expected you to get there. No one expected you to win the division. And you go put on put on a good first half against the number one overall seed. And I, I do like what I saw from the Texans, and I expect to see them back in the future. So hang your head high if you're the Texans or a Texans fan. 
San Francisco versus the Packers. I, I knew this game would be close. I, I said I knew Green Bay would keep it closer than 9.5, which it was. Uh, pouring rain the whole game, but just no love uh, for Jordan Love in San Francisco. Uh did have the signs though with Debo out early. I mean, Debo was injured in like the third play of the game. He did not come back, he hurt his shoulder, but he should be healthy for the conference championship game. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed by how the other players stepped up. I mean, CMC obviously, uh, and I'm, I'm really impressed by the Packers. Uh, I, to go on the road against the NFC number one seed when no one expects you to get even close to that as well. And like I'm saying with the Texans, this is a young team. That is set for the future with Jordan Love, who was one of the best quarterbacks in the league the last half of the season and has the second youngest wide receiving core in the league. And they looked really good. So uh, impressed by them. Purdy did spread the ball out quite a bit. A bunch of receivers, 252 yards. CMC, 98 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. A big thing was Carlson's missed field goal for Green Bay uh, kind of towards the end of the half. <clears throat> uh I, it was pouring, which, I mean, I really hurt both teams. Both teams like to spread the ball out. But Green Bay, you cannot win a game when you miss a field goal. You should have kicked the field goal earlier when it was fourth down, and you could have taken a good lead. But Green Bay, two for five in the red zone. You're not going to win games when you leave points off the board. Go two for five in the red zone. That's, that's not how you win games, especially against really solid teams who have playmakers on every single position offense and defense pretty even in total plays and third down percentage even in yards per play time of possession total yards this game was completely even so this could have been anyone's game i mean we're a missed field goal away a fourth down conversion away from the packers uh shutting down the 49ers and going to the nfc championship game it was, it was super even and you have to realize green bay also had two turnovers on the game and um did only have one penalty, though. San Francisco, six penalties for 83 yards. So Green Bay kept it clean, uh, kept it even with San Fran. It's just the turnovers did not help at all. But San Francisco, six penalties, 83 yards, uh, which did not help them as well. Put a few haters to bed, I think, with Brock Purdy in the game-winning drive. I know it was a bunch of checkdowns, but he had some nice balls in there. I, I like what I like Purdy. He I think he can sling that rock. And he had some solid throws when he needed to make them. Uh, the weather was not kind to him. Uh, he got the game-winning drive, and I think he put some people to bed, and I think he really will if he can beat this Detroit Lions team. Weather should be a little better uh, for them out there in San Fran. Um, I th They got a solid future for Green Bay. Like I said, one of the youngest teams in the NFL, Bryce Young, still winning the ropes, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, second half of the season. So... Uh, these teams are young. Like I said, the window closes early. Clo window can close anytime. But I do like what I see. Matt LaFleur is a really good coach. Aaron Jones looked really good the last few games. And keep him healthy. Uh, they can be really good. Maybe another solid backup for Aaron Jones. But I, I like this team. Get some defense help. And Green Bay could be back as well. Maybe hosting. Probably maybe hosting next year in the playoffs. Uh, the team that did win that division, though, with Green Bay, Detroit. Uh, they sink Tampa Bay. Baker was bacon, but uh, pretty much let down by his O-line and defense. Baker did outplay golf statistically in this game. Golf, I mean, 
hit his hit his open receivers. Just Tampa Bay was playing off coverage the entire ten, entire time. I mean, every time you saw a Detroit player catch a ball, there was five yards uh, of gaps between him and the nearest defender. So I don't really understand the game plan defensively. What I saw from from the Tampa Bay Bucks, it didn't make any sense how open these guys were. And just on third down, I feel they got it every single time. It was third and long, and they were Jared Goff was hitting his open receiver right in the middle of the field every single time. That was his go-to. Uh, Detroit six of fourteen on third downs, and also eleven more plays and late and less penalties and two less turnovers. You're gonna win games when I mean you have less penalties, no turnovers compared to two, and you get your third down conversions. And you run more plays. I mean, that's just how the game works. Sacks, though, I mean, like I said, killed Tampa Bay. You gave up four for 30 yards. That's four drives that were just killed due to sacks. Uh, you only get, I mean, 12, 12 possessions a game, maybe, I mean, right about there. And four of them just to be killed by sacks, one one play, it, it sucks. So need to invest in an O-line for next year. Detroit only... They gave up two sacks, but only 10 yards. So, uh, it wasn't too deep. Mike Evans, great, great year. Uh, great game this week. Eight receptions, 147 yards. And in a contract year, I, hell, one of the best catch, catches I've ever seen right before halftime where Baker lays it in and Mike Evans just falling down over the shoulder right at the goal line for Tampa Bay to score and tied up to go in to halftime. Uh, Auden, Godwin, and White had really good games. I, I think... Tampa Bay was at 32nd in the league in rushing, but I think they found their running back with White, second-year player. Uh, I think he's just going to develop and be even better. Uh, expect I, I expect this Tampa Bay team to still be pretty good. Uh, they've got the weapons. Uh, Jamar Gibbs, I mean, Detroit, uh, they've obviously got the weapons because they won, and they're going to the NFC Championship game. They won their division and one of the, be- one of the top four teams in the NFC. Jamar Gibbs. Their 12th pick overall, 74 yards with 8.2 averages. St. Brown and Laporta uh, could not be stopped. Uh, they had monster games against this weak Tampa Bay defense. Uh, Lions, I, they're capable to go to the Super Bowl, but no more home field advantage for these for this next game. Uh, did get both games at home, which helped. I mean, atmosphere was insane from what I saw. I watched in Detroit for the games, but... You got to go on the road now, so we're gonna see what this Detroit team is made of going on the road, and not having the entire city of Detroit at your at your field at your advantage. Uh, this Detroit team's got weapons all around. I mean, offensively for sure, you got a few defensive players, and uh, Detroit looks really good. Uh, but uh, that that game was one one play, two plays away from I mean, swinging to a Tampa Bay win. So. Uh, just every possession matters. Every play matters. Tampa Bay, for the future, I think they should lock in Mayfield and definitely get some help defensively and offense, offensively. You do lose your offense coordinator, so Baker will have to play with a new offense coordinator once again. But um, I, I think this team can definitely win that division again next year. Don't see any reason why uh, that division should be really anyone's. could be open uh, again, but... A uh, heck of a game between Detroit and Tampa. And then the game of the night. 
uh, Buffalo relives Groundhog Day. I mean, they're going through Groundhog Day every year when they face the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, this was the third out of fourth season in a row that or third out of fourth season that Kansas City and Buffalo played in the playoffs, and it did not disappoint once again. But man, Buffalo just cursed Groundhog Day losing to Kansas City Mahomes again with and. Groundhog Day with their Super Bowl losses being wide right on a field goal. Diggs also an 80-yard touchdown drop or an 80-yard drop uh, late in the fourth quarter that would have set them up. Demar Hamlin's fake punt from his own 30-yard line. I did not understand that one, Sean McDermott. I, did you expect them to just let Demar Hamlin just get the first down? I I don't know. I don't. I didn't get that one at all. That set them up. Casey did. Kansas City did fumble out of the end zone and did have two turnovers. Uh, but it didn't matter. I mean, it, yeah, Jason Kelsey, I think, was Jason Kelsey and Taylor Swift were just cheering on the Chiefs way too hard for the Chiefs to lose this game. That You can't lose to the Bills when you got Jason and Taylor up there partying up uh, in the suite. Mahomes, only 23 passes, but 215 yards. Allen, 26 of 39. 39 for 186 yards. That's... That's not good. 39 passes for 168 yards, for 186 yards, uh, 4.8 yards average, and only one touchdown. I, I said before the season, I said this was the last season that I think this Buffalo team can make a deep playoff push. I expected them to beat Kansas City. I really did. You're at home. You're, you, want, you have revenge on your mind from the last multiple seasons, and you can't put this game away ridiculous they didn't want it they did not want this and now i'm just i'm embarrassed i feel so so much empathy for this buffalo for the whole town for the whole state how they can't get past and i, I think their time is done for buffalo I, I don't think they can make it deep anymore i don't think they're making a super bowl i don't think they're winning a super bowl with josh allen and they didn't let him run the ball i mean what i say buffalo you have to let josh allen run the football that's how you win games. So uh, Buffalo, they were outrushed. They had, they were had less total yards on 31 more plays, and they were only 50% on third down compared to. I mean, Kansas City was only one of five on third down. Buffalo two of three on fourth down and zero turnovers. So I mean, this game, Buffalo should have won this game. Uh, just. Kansas City. Never doubt the Chiefs and Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, even with how bad their wide receivers are. Uh, Kansas City is just built different. I, I think Buffalo's title run is officially over. Uh, what, a, what a great game. I mean, maybe we see them again in the playoffs first round or something, but uh, what a storied what a storied rivalry this was. Well, is it a rivalry? Because the Bills could never get past the Chiefs. So, I mean, whew, I don't know what you can call it, but tough, tough, tough weekend again to be a Buffalo Bills fan. Alright, let's pick this weekend's conference championship games, baby. QBs are carrying the AFC. Systems are carrying the NFC. That's how it's going. Starting in the NFC, a game which should be pretty good. Uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox, Sunday night. 
Detroit at San Francisco. San Francisco is seven point favorite in this one. It's a lot of points, really. I, I like. I didn't expect San Fran to be this much of a favorite in this game. I really thought a lot of money would go to Detroit in this one. Good systems, mid quarterbacks, they more than mid, but not great quarterbacks. Better systems. Are the Lions the team of destiny? We see teams of destiny make it far in the playoffs. Could this be the year that the Lions, the team of destiny, make it to the Super Bowl? 49ers finally trying to close that deal on that ring. They've been so close the last few years. This is a really good year. I mean, the best team in one, the best team, top two teams in the league this year. Had a three-game skid, but otherwise than that. Um, both wide receivers for these teams, uh, St. Brown, Ayuk, about 1,500 yards. But Ayuk only 40 less catches than St. Brown, Brown, so he does way more after the ball. Should have Debo Samuel to help him out this week. And uh, you got CMC at the running position and got playmakers all around. Um, and CMC, like I said, 1,500 yards, 272 attempts. 14 total touchdowns, so he's getting 5.3 yards per carry. Five yards a carry. Managers that just hand the ball to him every possession, every play. That's f- automatic five yards. Crazy. Montgomery for the Lions, 1,000 yards on the season. Both teams, uh, top five in passing, rushing, points, and total offense. Uh, the, this should be a very high powered game. Uh, I love offense. I, I love watching these kind of games. And uh, just because it's a big game, it maybe you slow it down a little bit. But uh, I think once it gets rolling, these offenses should click and should should turn fun. Weather should be okay. Shouldn't be pouring rain uh, this weekend. And another good thing, if you're a San Fran fan, Detroit is 29th against the pass, but they are second against the rush. So Brock Purdy, I, I think you can sling it. Throw the ball, get Devo, Ayuk, these other playmakers involved on the passing lanes, so that you can open, so that you can run the ball. Because they're gonna run, they're gonna stuff the lanes early, the running lanes early, and uh, shut down CMC, force Brock Purdy to throw. And I think Brock Purdy can shut them up and uh, make some throws. But uh, gotta gotta complete early. Both QBs uh, should get these. Both quarterbacks should have pretty nice stats-wise against these uh, not great secondaries. But uh, Jared Goff, he's been in this position a lot, uh, really more than I thought he could ever be. But uh, another camp conference championship game, and uh, he's been playing good this year. Really hasn't folded like we expected, and he, he's held in tight. He's held in the pocket good, and. Uh, has made those throws when he needs to make them. So he can carry an offense. Dan Campbell will have these guys ready to play. Uh, I, it's going to be great. I, this is going to be a really good game. I'm going to go with the 49ers of 28-25 to in this one. Give me San Fran going to another Super Bowl, ending the Detroit Lions team of destiny this year. All right, Kansas City at Baltimore. Baltimore, a three-and-a-half point favorite in this one. Uh, this game, 3 p.m. Eastern on CBS. So both team, home teams favored in this game. What a quarterback battle. We've been waiting on this one in the playoffs for forever. We've been waiting on this one. And a chance to decide who goes to the Super Bowl? Sign me up. Uh, first matchup between two former MVPs under the age of 30. 
in a conference championship game. So this is history right here. Uh, Kansas City unstoppable, unstoppable in the playoffs. They have made the conference championship game every year since 2018. This is all Patrick Mahomes has done since he's been a starter. Gone to the AFC championship game. Every single year he's been a starter. So nothing new for them, just business for them. A chance to go to another Super Bowl. Kansas City and Baltimore's offense uh, has a ton of 1,000-yard uh, position players. So, or no, yeah, yeah. so they're right at it. They're right at 1,000 yards, and it's going to be great offense and great defense. These teams are known for their defense as well. Uh, Lamar could be a 1,000-yard rusher in offense this year. So <laughs> it could be a 1,000-yard rusher as a, as a quarterback. Uh, and still uh, getting close to 4,000 yards passing. Uh, both are top 10 offense and defense. This is going to be a heck of a showdown. I, who knows which which one allows the other to score or shut down, but uh, Baltimore has the number one rushing offense, and they're going, they have a major advantage against the number 17 Kansas City rushing defense. So expect that to be violated early. Baltimore, run the ball early. Uh, see what you can do on this Kansas City rush, rush defense, and I definitely think they can put some points up, uh, get some yards going, especially if you use Lamar's legs. Lamar, only seven interceptions on the year. Um, hasn't thrown the ball as many times as Mahomes, but Mahomes already has 4,000 yards, but 14 interceptions. Can't have any interceptions against a really good Ravens defense, who will definitely turn that into points. Uh, Baltimore has been very impressive down the stretch. I mean, only four losses on the year. But at home, they're 6-3. and three. Uh, three of their losses, three of their four losses have been at home this season. So, it's good if you're the Chiefs. Uh, three of their losses, that's, that's huge. Uh, harder to win at home for them, uh, for the Brown, or for the <coughs> Baltimore Ravens. Kansas City, on the other hand, 6-2 and two on the road, so they play amazing. Just went to a tough environment in Buffalo and got a major win. So uh, this is this is easy for them. Both teams have eight wins when scoring first. Baltimore 12-2 and two when leading at the half. Uh, a big thing is, offensively, Kansas City only 21 points a game. That is 15th in the league. You expect more from Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, but uh, they have not been scoring the ball as much as we would have thought, and that's a, a big reason why none of us really picked them to go this far to the AFC Championship game, and at least the Super Bowl. Uh, both defenses are number one and number two in points allowed. Uh, Baltimore number one, so uh, this could be a low-scoring game. I mean, Baltimore's got that great offense, but uh, defense versus defense, it's hard to score, and you do have Lamar. I, I really like Lamar. I, I like what Mahomes has done. I mean, you know, what this team has done. It's championship DNA right now for Patrick Mahomes. That's what's in his blood. And it's hard to pick against them to go to the Super Bowl because, I mean, that's what he's done since 2018. And Lamar and Baltimore have had this stigma of, we can't make it that far. We can't win playoff games. We can't go to the Super Bowl. Well, that changes this year. Give me Baltimore winning 31-29. to We'll see if it's that high of a score, but uh, I think Baltimore gets the win nonetheless against Kansas City. Twi two weeks in a row paid against Kansas City. We'll see if that comes back to bite me, but uh, should be a heck of a game. And both these teams, whoever, really all four of these teams, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a matchup where we're like, oh, we do not want to see that. I any matchup would be good. 
in the Super Bowl. I think all four of these teams are really deserving and uh, would make a heck of a game against uh, one or another and should be good uh, no matter who it is, no matter who wins this Sunday. So let me know your picks. Uh, Conference Championship Sunday. All right, let's go to final segment, who I'm sharing my burger and brought with. Well, dancing. Sharing my burger and brought with dancing. So boogieing the night away helps improvements in one's body mass, body mass, weight circumferences. Uh, it, it definitely helps, I mean, burning, getting some energy, going out and burning some fat, uh, burning some calories. It improves, it also improves your blood pressure, uh, insulin sensitivity, physical fitness, cognitive disorders, diabetes, cardiovascular ailments, and mental illness. Yeah, dancing, boogieing the night away helps with all of that. So go hit up your local joint, get some dance moves. Uh, published in the Journal of Plus One, team studied from 646 participants across 10 studies in dance. It was shown that dance improves body composition and showed that the more creative the dance types, uh, it can help even more in those areas. So, share my burger and brought with dancing this weekend. Or while you listen to this, you better be dancing because you need to hear my voice. You need to listen to the burgers and brats. Go hit the dance floors and help your body and mind. Alright, that's it for this Friday. Uh, should be a great weekend. Lots going on in the sports world. I'll be back uh, next week to break down what I saw from the championship games, but uh, let me know your picks, and hopefully you enjoy watching, so uh, thank you all for listening, make sure you follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, anywhere, you get your podcast at Burgers and Brats, and stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and Millions.co, and YouTube, Burgers and Brats, and check out the podcast website, BurgersBratsPodcast.com. Thank you all for listening, take care, stay safe.